Cody, I want you to uh, listen to this. All right, play it. Check this out. You know who this is? Give me just a second. We got these trucks. We got these boots. If this was a contest, you're losing already. I know, right? <laughs> I don't get to listen to... I'm always listening to royalty-free music. <laughs> Uh, uh, Sanders. Yep, Adam Sanders. Yeah. This is a buddy of ours, Adam Sanders. He's got some really, really good music. We kind of got to know Adam through Effie Hill. Yeah, because he did a, a music video. Yeah, this is a killer course. This song's called We Live It. That's a good track right there. That's perfect for what we talk about, living oh, your is. passion. It is, dude. He's a, he's a good dude. We actually hung out briefly at ATA this year. He's got some um, really good music. And uh, you, need, you guys need to check him out. If yeah. you like country music, he's pretty legit. We have, if you notice, we have two good buddies in the country music scene. The ba- both have the same last name. Sanders and Sanders. We need to do a show. When, I, we, when we get off coronavirus. I think so. We I, need to schedule, like maybe we could do something in downtown Russellville, get these guys to come. Well, I Donate don't their time. I'm thinking it'd be better. <laughs> at, yeah, donate their time. I think it'd be better to do like a, um, a deal down at F.E. Hill. I mean, but are we going to have a bunch of people there? Oh, we can get people. Do you know John Hill? I do know John, but I John mean, are people going to drive down there? Anyway, <laughs> I don't know why we started the show like that, but check out Adam Sanders if you want some cool music. <laughs> we just, we've just we been in the house. I know, man. <laughs> we needed something different. Than... This needed a change. Yeah. Well, today's going to be a good show. It really is. Right here on the Tour 12 podcast. We are calling here in just a minute a buddy of ours, John Arman. From North Dakota. Is it North Dakota or South Dakota? Bismarck, North Dakota. Look at you. I was born in North Dakota. Shut up. For real, dude. I, I did not know that. I was born in Williston, North Dakota. I did not know that. Yep, sure anyway, does. we um, we don't wing a lot of things anymore in our line of work, Mm-mm. but we have been winging the podcast because we have to work them in. Yeah, we just have to get them when we can. So I literally text John a while ago. <laughs> I was like, hey, bud, what's your morning look like? <laughs> he said, I'm free. I said, what about like 10-15, which is right now? Yeah. So I'm going to call John. We're going to get him on here. He's a, a great example of somebody that's been living their passion yeah in the outdoor industry he's been been involved with outdoor television he's got a daughter um who he's raising in the outdoor industry who's a hunter i can't even imagine uh-uh. <laughs> so hold on let me let me get uh my phone pulled up here john where's he at he's a funny dude too so i'm sure people will get some good laughing. ultimate outdoor all right we're gonna call him right now i told him 10 15 I'm, I'm on here we go i like call-ins every now and then Hello, I'm here. John Arman. Sorry, we didn't have our fader pushed up, so we couldn't hear you. What's up, buddy? Not much. Just in, enjoying life, sitting uh, out in my shop and uh, social distancing like I do uh, most of my life. <laughs> yeah, so not a whole lot's changed, right? <laughs> no, you know, I was telling somebody the other day, besides going to my local sporting goods store, um, you know, once or twice a week, I, nothing's changed for me. Yeah. 
Well, man, it's good to have you on the show. I actually just was setting this up before I gave you a call and gave gave our listeners just a little bit of background. But give us a little bit of your background, man, just to kind of set this thing up today. You've been in the industry for a long time, outdoor television. Um, how long? What's that been like for you? What's the process been like? Good, bad, ugly? You've obviously been successful because well, you've been doing it a long time. I always tell people that. I said, you know, we, we're going on, I want to say, filming like 17 or 18 years now. And we're a regional TV show. Uh, a lot of people have asked us why we haven't stepped up to the big show. And it was one of those deals that we got into this because I'm a school teacher full time. My best friend, um, Kurt, who does this with me, I've known since he's been about two years old works in construction and another uh, gentleman is a school teacher also and we didn't have enough money to go do anything so we wanted to go experience some of these bear hunts and things that we were seeing uh, you know on tv right i can remember i can remember being on a lawnmower setting my watch if anybody knows what a watch is and it had a little beeper on there um not a phone but a watch and i would and I would run, I'd run in and watch, uh, Realtree Outdoors and Jackie Bushman. Yeah. And, and that was the only TV that was, uh, outdoor channel. You know, there was no outdoor channel. There was nothing back then. And that's the shows I would run in to watch. And I always, you know, thought that was the coolest thing in the world. And we happened to start working on a outdoor uh, website. And with that, you know, we started doing a few videos and I've looked at some of those videos we're running high eight cameras, you know, on tape. Yeah. And we're doing these 30 second minute tips. And, you know, we were, we knew nothing about TV, nothing about video, really nothing about anything. That was back when IMAX came out, you know, in our school system. So I started learning how to do a little editing on uh, iMovie. And a TV station approached us about, you guys should go on TV. And we're like, what? And (laughs) we're like, sure, we'll do it. And we had no idea. We had no shows. We had no hunt. We had nothing. So we started a TV show and just started filming and started whatever we could film, we would put on TV. Yeah. And it was, it was rough. I'm telling you, bub. Hey, bub. Hey, bub. Hey, bub. I'm telling you, it was like, uh, I would be like, uh, hi, and welcome to Ultimate Outdoor Adventures TV. I'm John Arman. <laughs> so we were, we were, we were pretty, uh, I don't know, naive when it came to the, the whole process, but hard work, determination, and, and YouTube has, uh, <laughs> has launched you us yeah. into the, to the realm of doing things that, um, we've been pretty successful. Yeah. You know? You know, your story, your story really relates to kind of how we started. I mean, and we've talked about that on the podcast, but we got a lot of similarities there because we didn't have a clue either. You know, it's been years ago now, but um, a lot of similarities there between how we started and you you started, it sounds like. Yeah, it was, and you know, it was, it was a time too where, you know, I feel bad because we get a lot of kids that ask me, I want to do this. I want to do that. How do I, how do I get a TV show? And I'm like, without raining on their parade, it's, it's hard to say, you know, try it because it's so hard nowadays yeah. um, to do a TV show. But again, YouTube and the new generation um, of ADHD and, and things like that, <laughs> you can, you can use your phone and you can put something on YouTube and people will watch it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you guys have been, what, what have you seen? I mean, You've been doing it, you said, what, 18 years now? Something like 18 that? 18 years. What's, what's the biggest change you've kind of experienced from 18 years ago to today? 
Well, you know, one of the the biggest things I've seen is just the whole hunting industry, hunting in general, how expensive it's gotten, the access, um, everything. It, it's hard to believe when people tell me that we are losing hunters, you know, as many as we are losing, because access is definitely tougher. I mean, yeah. I've, I've never gone anywhere. You go to Montana and try uh, general season elk, and you see nothing but orange rednecks. Big trucks in orange, right? And a lot of beer, and a lot of beer cans. <laughs> <laughs> Always a good combo, right? Oh, it is. And like I said, and it's funny that it, it's funny how we say we're losing people, but the access is getting tougher. And I think it's just because things have changed. Um, people are buying up land. People are leasing land. Outfitters are leasing tons of land, mm-hmm. and um, that, you know that part of it's changed. And just the, I guess, the perception of hunting. You know, it used to be when we were kids. Um, you know, we all get together as family and and hunt, and we weren't really diehards. You just go out when we were kids, and you just that's what you did. You always hunted, right. hunted and fished, and it wasn't um, such a production. And, and now things have changed, where people are kind of specialists, and they're either predator hunters or deer hunters, and and um, you know, everything's kind of revolved around that, and. Yeah, and everything's documented nowadays. Yeah, with with phone. It is. I think I know with kids and having kids, they I mean they live on Snapchat, so they're actually communicating through pictures. Right. And so oh, I've seen is. that on the hunting side for sure. It is, and, and like I said, part of it is I got to say it's fun. It's it's allowed me to to meet guys like you, um, other guys in the industry. You know, going to these events and and sharing things online with people. I think you know the. My wife has always said that she feels that um, the internet and social media is the devil's hand, and, <laughs> and I, I have to I have to believe it. But there's about half and half. Half yeah. the stuff that you can get into is bad stuff, but the other half is good. And if people use it, you know, correctly, and it's not just a me me thing and taking selfies, yeah, you can share a lot of information out there. And I think there's a lot of people looking for that information, and that's why some of these young guys have done well on YouTube channels and. Sometimes it's hard for an old guy like me to, to understand it because when I watch these shows, it's really not a show. It's just, like I said, it's their everyday life. And it's crazy how people will watch somebody making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich getting up in the morning and then walking around looking looking for sheds. I yeah. had to tell my kids to quit watching YouTube because all it was was people yelling about food. <laughs> I was like, you ain't watching that again. He's like, Dad, that's how they get people to watch it. And I was like, well, you ain't watching it. I I heard that. I heard that on the podcast the other day. You need to move back where there's no internet. Yeah. (laughs) That's hilarious. He's in high cotton now, bub. I know. Yeah, yeah, man. We can do multiple things at the same time. (laughs) Uh, Like like I said, there's that commercial on TV with um, one of the uh, the phone companies, and they're talking, there's like seven – family members and they're saying this guy does this this guy does this this guy does this and i'm like does anybody play outside anymore i think everybody's on their phone yeah yeah and and that like i said that's hard because my kids are now 22 and i remember i don't think i gave them a phone until they were 14 and it was only because they started playing varsity sports and things like that and then there was no there was no text there was no data and i was the meanest dad in the world (laughs) (laughs) i can't even picture that john you're too nice man Oh, I'm telling you, uh, you know, I always tell people, you know, being a school teacher, I've been uh, working in a special education field for 30 years. And they say, you know, a lot of people say, you've got patience, you're a saint. I'm like, you have never seen me at my house. <laughs> <laughs> because I think I, 
I done use up all those patients at school. <laughs> That's funny. Walk us through a little bit for you. You know, we you know we talk about living your passion all the time on here, and you've been able to do that, but you've had to maintain. It sounds like a, a another career, so to speak, to pay the bills. Is that accurate? It is, and that, you know, I have loved. You know, I was fortunate. I was one of those kids that I had a dad that took me out hunting and fishing. I mean, every was going through one of my old photo albums and every picture of a kid. Um, and I can remember pedaling my bike for three, four miles, going to a local fishing hole with Kurt and coming back with a string of bullheads and, and whatever we could catch. We didn't care. And we had a, you know, just a great time. And as I got older, um, you know, college sports got in the way and things like that. And my wife has always said I misrepresented myself in college because she didn't understand I hunted that much. But <laughs> I got um, the same you, thing from my wife. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's something that I just live every day. I've, I've said that it's 365 days a year. I work for one reason. And my boss asked me that one time. He goes, well, if you guys only work for a paycheck, you should be. I'm like, well, here's the deal. I said, would you rather, he plays in the band. I said, would you rather be playing music somewhere or being at work? He goes, I got your point. <laughs> uh, so I love kids, but I I pay the bills so that I can hunt and fish and do the things I love. And it's something I've been fortunate that my dad left us some land. And I've heard you guys talking about your land. And there is something special about getting your hands dirty and yeah. having your own dirt. Yeah, and it sure. doesn't make a difference if you got 180 inch deer or 125 inch deer or turkeys or whatever. You, when you actually kill something in your own food plot with all your work you've done, it just makes it, um, it makes it special. Yeah. And I know, you know, right now there's a lot of talk about public land versus private land. And I'm the guy that I'm an opportunist. I will hunt anywhere oh, anybody yeah. invites me, whether it's private public um don't do high fences but yeah. you know i'm not again i'm not against it yeah if people want to do that just don't tell me that you're a world-class hunter <laughs> <laughs> i think we can relate yeah. on that for sure yeah so it's just that i mean i think we all have i don't know if it's something born inside of us but it's like without nature and without being outside and I try to tell people, and they said, you just kill things, and you're just a, a killer. And you get that stuff on YouTube, and those guys have no idea. I feed and provide for animals all year round, yeah. and I harvest, you know, I kill a few of them to eat with my family. But I've always told people, I said, every time I kill an animal, um, a little piece of me dies. I said, a little piece of my heart dies. Yeah. I said, because it is something that I hold sacred because I did take that animal's life. It's, it's never going to get up. It's never going to move. It's never going to do anything. Right. And part of me dies with it. And I say, maybe one day I said, it's all going to be gone and I won't pull the trigger. Yeah. Um, so like I said, I don't know if that's a passion, a sickness or, or what it is. <laughs> well, but, that's, there's no doubt that argument's going to go on for the rest of eternity, I guess. But uh, a lot of people never understand that, but <laughs> It is nope. part of part of what we do, and it's a part of it. Really, is it's a conservation, it's a byproduct of hunting and killing. Obviously, um, it's right. it's, it's got to be done too, or we'll be overran. You know. Yeah, and that's what I guess people don't understand. And you can't, you know, people ask me why I hunt. I'm like, I don't know. It's just what I do. I mean, I can't. I don't have that that uh, that Heath Graham voice of, of <laughs> like. 
like the Bible talking where <laughs> I, have this, I have this special meaning of hunting. I've been listening to a lot of your, your voiceovers, by the way. And you, you, do a, you do a fabulous job. I think you should be in the movie industry. Oh, no, I'm right where I need to be. <laughs> yeah, but it's just it's just something that, that I love to do. And I always said that, um, you know, hopefully, you know, you talk about, uh, meeting your maker one day in heaven and all that. And I said, heaven to me is going to be sitting in the tree stand, shooting 180 inch deer every week, taking pictures with it. And then it will get up and walk away. Oh yeah. No kidding. You could probably do that nowadays. They got darts, don't they? You just trank them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember, I don't know if you guys remember that. There was years back. One of the, I won't say his name, but he was a famous fisherman that had a funny laugh and he shot a drugged up deer and they, they had guys running out. It was on video. Guys running out and picking the deer up, propping it up so it would stand up. It was drugged so bad. What in the world? <laughs> yeah. And, and, again, that's that's the bad side of our hunting industry where people think that they have to kill things and they have to kill giant deer or, yeah. or people aren't going to like them. And I've always told people, you know, our show is about friends and family in the outdoors. You know, we all believe in the good Lord. We hunt hard. We love our families, and if we shoot a big deer, we're super excited. But we shoot a lot of deer that people probably would pass. Oh, yeah, we do too. Yeah, well, I think that's such a – I mean, we we can relate to that as well. It's For our show, it's – we've always tried to be relatable, and we – you know, that's what we have to hunt. It's like Brandon said one time, if you ain't got a 180-inch deer on your property, you're not going to kill a 180-inch deer. And we can can obviously relate to that in Arkansas for sure. Some years are good, but some years are better, you know, and then some years are just terrible. But that's part of hunting. We still enjoy it all the same. So we've got a lot of we've got a lot of things obviously we relate to with the way our shows start. I've got one thing that I can't relate to yet, and that is having a daughter that's a hunter being raised in the outdoor industry. And you do. <laughs> Walk us through yeah, what that how how old Shelby? Shelby is now twenty two if I'm correct. Yep, twenty two. Yeah. So, so, so she was uh, like five or six, something like that when you started the show. Right. And I've got pictures. It's kinda of funny. Um, the whole revolution of being a, the, the, the evolution of being a father has been, I've struggled with it. I'm and sure. Trust me. I mean, I've got twins, a son, um, Colton and my daughter Shelby, and I've raised them the same way. Um, I was pretty stern with them and, you know, we, you know, we went to church every week and, you know, all that stuff and being good and the good kids. Um, and I started them hunting turkey hunting when they were probably five years old and I was looking through some of the old footage and, Colton had shot a bird and went out and he, I said, now pick him up. And he was kind of apprehensive and he grabbed a hold of that turkey's leg and it was still alive and it started flapping and he was spinning in circles and that bird was just making a ruckus. He was screaming. And, um, you know, those are the things that as a dad, I, I was so excited you know, to, to see. Right. And as they got older, my son decided he's hunting wasn't for him, but my daughter um, never left my side. And I've always said there's something special about a father-daughter relationship. There's something special about a father-son. But the love you have for your daughter, it's just different. Yeah, it it's is. Different than your love, different than your love for your wife. You know, my wife and I have both talked about it, that if it ever came down to it, you know, she'd push me on front of the bus and harvey <laughs> to, to save the kid. Right. And what I've learned is she would probably do that to save the wiener dog and the horses and the dogs. <laughs> I, I've got pushed down the line <laughs> quite a few spaces. 
<laughs> you know. But you know, when Shelby when Shelby was little, she'd sit at the end of the driveway when I would be leaving for Canada on a bear hunt and be crying. Hmm. And it just killed me. And then when I would drive home, I'd call her and say, I'm coming down the road. And she would run down the gravel road crying to meet me. And my son would be in the house ignoring me, you know, like, hey, Dad, how's it going? How was the hunt? That kind of thing. Yeah. So we have spent a lot of time together. She started hunting with me. You know, she killed her first deer when she was 11 with her bow. And she is definitely a bow hunter. Um, I kind of goofed up on the shotgun thing. I switched over from a 410 to a 20 gauge one day and i think i put the wrong shell in there three inch magnum when we were shooting skeet and um she didn't like shotguns after that for a, for a while but That's yeah it's, like i said so she's been with me and it has you know in this industry what i've what i've seen and, and what has changed is that there's a lot of people and, and i don't i don't want to say that i i knock it because there's guys out there we've all seen on on facebook and social media that just hammer everybody no matter if you know if it's a, a, a good looking gal in a bikini and she's holding up a bath um you know that's something that i don't i hope to gosh my daughter ever never does it and i know she won't because <laughs> right. she, she's one of those kids that she doesn't take selfies she hardly ever posts anything if it's usually of her cat or something like that right but in this industry it's changed i mean we've all seen um, people that want to be hunters and I don't blame them, but I think they're going about it the wrong way. And so it's hard when you have a 16-year-old daughter and she goes, Dad, why did this company hire this person? And yeah. you go to their page and it's nothing but um, a gal doing workouts. And, right. Um, you know, and so, you know, that kind of it has changed. And yeah. so it was hard to explain that to her. Um, but, you know, as she got older, she, you know, she understands things and, She's rolled with the punches and she's been around guys her whole life. So she shared, you know, we're too cheap to get separate hotel rooms. So it's usually <laughs> Kurt and Jason sleeping in one bed, my daughter and I sleeping in the other bed. <laughs> you know? So she's been with the guys and they're like, you know, extra dads to her. And I mean, there's, there's, like I said, no one's afraid that, that to let one rip in front of my daughter and no one's, <laughs> no one's afraid to, to cuss in front of my daughter and my daughter is like she just kind of rolls with it yeah. she, she seemed like, like she was kind of telling them what to do yeah I think she could better. hold her own okay <laughs> yeah well and then you guys got to experience what so this year at the archery trade show my daughter's I think I promised to take her when she turned 16, but I didn't take her until she was like 19. Right. And then, of, of course, you know, we all like to go out and have a beer. Well, she couldn't do that. Well, this year, you know, when she was legal age, she got to join us. And all I know is it was the worst thing I've ever experienced in my life. <laughs> Being in a bar with your daughter around other guys, guys, I'm telling you, you guys are all slobs and you need to stay away from my daughter. Because it was... If I wanted to find my daughter, all I'd look for is like 10 guys around the table. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. That's she's hilarious. A fr she's a friendly girl. And I was hiring. I had like Jason McKee from Hunter Specialty. You know, he was my um, my BA dad. I had another guy that was an uh, uh, Army Ranger. He was backup dad. I had like four dads helping me out. Yeah, you had several bodyguards, I think. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I'll tell you what. So it's it's been a lot of fun with her and um i've I appreciate every moment that i've gotten with her and what i've learned is that they get to that age and they don't want to be with you as much as they used to when they're little and that's hard on dad's heart oh, yeah. so yeah for sure I, 
I try to keep her tied to the outdoors. And right now with this big virus thing going on, she's like getting bored. And I'm like, well, come out here, shoot your bow, ride your horse, that kind of thing. So I'm getting her to come back out here, um, you know, because she's living in town. And, yeah. Um, she's talking about spring bear hunt already and turkey hunting and things like that. So Yeah. Has she had to battle the whole huntress, you know, idea and concept? You know, she she hasn't had it too bad because she's not, you know, <laughs> I, I, being an overprotective dad. When companies would con, you know, companies will contact her. They're gonna they don't contact me all the time. Who wants a fifty five year old gray haired man? <laughs> you know, but I'm yeah. the gatekeeper, and so you know, with if you look at her Instagram, it's a very clean. You know, she's got you know ten thousand followers, which in today's world with these huntresses that have 50, 60,000 followers or a hundred thousand followers. I don't think she ever got that reputation because she backed it up. She's, she's a little killing machine. I mean, she's, she's killed a lot of animals. And again, she'll be the first one to admit it. She doesn't know everything. She hunts with dad. So being a dad, you do a lot for your kids. Um, but she's at the point where when I try to tell her to do something, she's like, dad, back off. I got this. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I'm in, I'm in the tree next to her going like, um, draw, 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 draw. And she's like, she gets done. She goes, dad, I think I know when to draw. <laughs> you don't need to tell me that. That's funny. You know? So, and if, if we had a microphone, well, we do have a microphone cause we record everything, but there's a lot of bleeps in there. Between her and I because yeah. It gets, it gets kind of heated sometimes. Right. You know, there's, this year she had a, a buck she's after. She scouted it, did everything herself. He came in and he was at 20 yards and he was a little bit quarter to us. And I mean, a skosh. And she didn't draw and didn't shoot him. And I got, the buck walked away and she said, that was the greatest experience. I'm like, why didn't you shoot him? She goes, he was quarter to me, Dad. And I said, he was not. I said, I would have shot him 12 <laughs> times on Sunday. And pretty soon it got into being an argument. And then what it was is she hit a bear this spring in the shoulder. Yeah. So she wasn't going to take a bad shot and she didn't want to do it again. And That's awesome. ended up where she ended up killing the deer. But yeah, I'll tell you what, being in the blind with her, um, is entertaining to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're doing a good job with it, man. I, I think just from, I'm obviously an outsider looking in, but from my perspective, uh, you're both, you and her are doing it the right way. And I got a lot of respect for that, man. Cause I'm, I've got a daughter coming up, so I can only imagine uh, what, what you've dealt with having a, a daughter and, and she's a good looking girl. It's not like she's not, I think you would agree. And so I, yeah. I know, I know when you talk about guys and everybody just want to be around her all the time, I know it can be challenging as a dad. You're doing a great job with it, man. Well, it's, it, you know, it's tough. And I've always, and I told her one time, I said, I wish you were a fat little frumpy ugly kid sometimes. <laughs> well, how does because, she respond when you say that? That's so funny. She, she just she looked at me when she just does that little, puts her hand underneath her chin and looks at me and smiles. She goes, you get what you get, buddy. But, you know, I, and I got to say, when we were at the Archer Trade Show, the one thing about it, they were, I was impressed with how guys were treating them, yeah. you know? Most of the guys, and we met a lot of guys. I mean, and it's funny that she keeps in contact with all these guys. Um, you know, there's, you know, some of the the guys in the industry that have done very well follow her, and they will they will post things and say congratulations. Yeah. Everybody has been very appropriate 
that's in the industry. That's awesome. Now, there's other guys that ask her to get married every time she posts something <laughs> or say things, you know. And she looked at me, she goes, Dad, do they really think I would? And I said, well, I said, just be polite. I said, one thing about that I've taught my kids is that you kill them with kindness. You know, we get a lot of comments when you guys know what it's like. You kill a bear and you put it on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Um, it's our highest gross. You know, I think Shelby's bear hunt had 100,000 views. Yeah. And the comments, I, of course, I, I hold them and look at them. And when I first started doing this and these guys were calling her names that you wouldn't call anybody. Right. Um, I was like searching them out. I mean, I was like on a mission. Bad mode. I was, I was Googling. Oh, I'm telling you. And I'm like, if they would have been in North Dakota, I would have walked up to their front door, but no one has a name to it. They're just, they're, they're chickens. They, they just like to keyboard you know, warriors. Kind of, yeah. Yep. And so what I've learned and I told her is that you kill them with kindness. And I've had people comment, why do you kill bears? And, um, you guys shouldn't be doing that. That's mean. And then I'll just start typing and, and I'll delete almost yeah. every time I start, I'll delete it all and I'll start all over and say, you know what? I appreciate your comments. And this is why we hunt them. We do eat them. Bear is very good table fare, blah, blah, blah. You know what I put it out there. And most of the time, if you kill people with kindness, they don't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. They'll, they'll just, they'll just say something. And you know, when we talked earlier, about how the industry has changed and stuff. I just do not understand why anybody goes on to a uh, social media and says anything negative about anybody. Yeah. I just, I just don't feel it does anything. I mean, even some of the people that I despise, I've never put anything on social media and, I, and my daughter, I've raised her the same way. And my son is it, you know, my, my dad always taught me it's like getting in a pissing fight with a skunk. No matter if you <laughs> think you win, <laughs> no matter if you think you win or lose, you're going to come out smelling, smelling pretty stinky. Yeah, you know? that's so and, true. And that's, it is a lot of wisdom. You know, so, yeah, right. Yeah, like I said, I, I listened to my dad. He he didn't think I listened to him, but it's funny how that later in life, and and I hear my daughter, she'll say things, and I'm like. That's what I said. She goes, well, Dad, I do listen to you. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you surprised me because most time you don't listen to me. Yeah, that's funny. You know, so, so, yeah, the industry, like I said, the people in the industry have been really good to it. But being a dad mode, it's hard. Yeah, I'm sure. You know, And, and I'm hoping that I'm going to still be around Mr. Heath and you get to take your daughter to archery trade show and get to walk in the bar. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll, I'll be poking you in the ribs. So, yeah. How's that feel, Dad? Look at that one. He's coming after. He's going in. That's hilarious. <laughs> going in. Oh, Lord. Uh, well, yeah. we'll, we'll approach that at the day that might or might not happen. We'll see. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm I would be shocked if my daughter ever ended up at ATA. Now, my boy wants to go already. But I, my my daughter's just now coming around to the whole idea of of harvesting animals and hunting, and, and she did. She killed her first deer this last year, and so she's finally come around, which I never thought would happen. So we'll see how it, it progresses, I guess. Well, and again, I've always told people that because, like they said, I can't believe your son doesn't hunt. And I said, you know what, guys, not everybody's a hunter, and I just introduce my kids, and I've always said that I, as a school teacher, I talk a lot about hunting and fishing. And let the kids know that I, here's the deal. Mr. Armand's not going to tell you that you're supposed to hunt and fish. I'm going to tell you why I hunt and fish and uh, the reasons we do it. And you take that and then you do whatever you would like, you know, with it, you know, right. but in the same token, you can't tell me 
not to hunt and fish. And I said, that's the way it is. We have, it's a great thing about living in America is we have that, that choice to, to make. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, man, it's been, you know, super, you know, one of, I've talked about this before. One of the things I love the most about our industry is building relationships. And, you know, we're in Arkansas, you're in North Dakota. And I guess we met through Hunter Specialties and Jason, didn't we? A couple of years ago, yeah, two, three I, years ago. We did. And then with Big and Jay, yeah. I, I met you, was it two years ago? Mm-hmm. And, and again, it's been, and I got to say for you guys, um, both of you, that, you know, the industry, there's a lot of guys out there. That and I told my daughter that going into it, I said, "Don't." I said, "You watch people on TV, and sometimes you're let down." Yeah. And I said, "Just remember that they're human, and not everybody is exactly what they are on TV." Right. And you're going to meet a lot of good guys, and you're going to meet some guys that aren't the greatest guys. But I got to say, you guys, uh, of all the guys I've met in the industry, you have done an excellent job, man. And you're you guys produce some really great shows and your your own show is awesome and you know i even asked you that one time about why you're not on the outdoor channel and stuff like that and because of your of your show is phenomenal and you guys do do an amazing job but it's not about that it's not about always being um on the outdoor channel it's about what you do the message you send and you guys send an awesome message and uh, your podcast like i said i'm just tickled to be on it because it's my favorite podcast <laughs> i love it well we're glad you like it man and, well, uh, you know it, we've been it ju- is, go ahead i can say it is because you know and i listen to a lot of them um and i like that you guys talk about everything you talk about the business i listen a lot to the business side of things and i wish i wish i was a little bit younger to do some things because i'm kind of that guy that never took that step Right. You know, to, to pursue something else, but my life has been fulfilled and happy, and um, I just enjoy. You guys get along so well. Um, you guys know how to to um, have a good time and to cut it up and 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 then be serious. And the things you guys are doing outside of the industry and for other people and helping them is is what we need more of in this industry. And that's the sad thing is that. I think some of the people think that it's all about just hunting and fishing and killing things, and it's so much more, and you guys have got that figured out. Well, I appreciate it, man. We're just we, – we talk about controlling the controllables all the time, and this is one thing we feel like we can at least control. This is, you know, obviously a, a passion we have is the outdoors and hunting and marketing and helping companies, and it's we do it because we love it. It's not just – like we've talked about, it's not about us, but it's about how many more people can we inspire to, you know, chase a life they would love to – they would love to live out because most people just think about it. They don't ever really act on it, you know. And so if, if we can be a, a piece of the puzzle for somebody to get there, that's what we want to do for sure, whether it's through outdoors or, or uh, what well, we had a guy got into power washing mm-hmm. when we first started the podcast that left his job and has got a power washing business now. But that's what he wanted to do was be outside, you know. So re- regardless of yep. the industry, if we can help people, man, that's what we're here for. And I feel like you're the same way, man. Um, it obviously comes through and you're just hearing you talk and communicate and 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 congrats on your success because you've been doing it there ain't a whole lot of people in our industry that we talk to that's been doing it longer than we have there's a few there's a handful um but most of you see so many shows come and go you know and so you've done it the right way and uh it sounds like you're parenting the right way so congrats on all that man it's been fun to watch well, and we're super stoked well, about our relationship we got i will say this we got to end up doing a hunt together at some point well I was just going to tell you, I'm going to figure it out because you guys, I'm sure you love turkey hunting. Oh, Everybody yeah. down in that 
down in the south, I'm not quite sure bass fishing and turkey hunting. Yeah. It's like watching paint dry, but <laughs> it, sure is, it sure is a lot, a lot of fun doing. Yeah. And we sure. have uh, um, the reservations up here, and we've got a lot of turkeys on them, and no one hunts them. Really? So either that or we got to do a deer hunt. I'd, lo- I'd, let- I'd love to go down to that thing. F.E. Hill place. Oh, yeah. Someday with you guys. Yeah, you'd love it down there. Shelby would love it down there, too. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah, like I said, I, I do appreciate everything. And, you know, you talked about the piece of the puzzle. Well, you guys and your puzzles, because you guys always, like, put one piece out there, and then there's, like, about a thousand pieces missing. And so I never know what the AT double hockey stick is coming up next because you leave me hanging. So you guys got this. Um, podcast about anticipation i'm, I'm gonna say anticipation my butt you guys are just lucky that you aren't live when you're doing that because i'd be like the keyboard warrior saying, all right that's enough of that now you guys are said you're going to tell us what's going on so let me know and then with this this big acquisition now i'm like holy cow this is huge uh, yeah so, it has been man it's been and we, we we joke about it we don't really do it on purpose but we know stuff's coming but it's you know how it is you want to keep people in the loop but you can only say so much sometimes and so it's just part of the part of the deal so comes oh, with the territory cool. of a podcast i guess <laughs> no that's that's awesome you guys keep up the great work and it it's been fun to get to know you, and I hope that we do get to share camp down the road sometime. Yeah, for sure. I know we will, bud. It's just a matter of time if we can get out of this quarantine. You know, they're blocking off states now. They just shut down Nebraska yesterday for non-res turkey hunting. Yeah, I, you know, we were talking about that, and it's like, you know, it. I didn't put in for Montana elk and deer yeah. because of this, because I don't. My wife is in the medical field, and they're talking about closing their surgery center down, and um, that's going to affect our paycheck and you know there's all kinds of things right now so we're just hopefully going to get to go somewhere they're talking that it may peak in May yeah so you know right now we're, we're pretty lucky in North Dakota we've you know we've got cases um, and we've had three deaths but it's not been overwhelming yeah and I, you know I think that when people we hear all the bad stuff on TV but when in reality we are not we may be number one in cases, but we're not number one in deaths. We have had um, a lot less deaths than they thought. Yeah, that's so good. That, that's nice. That is good. Well, cool. So, yeah. You guys be safe and do I want to hear another podcast, and I'd like some visuals <laughs> with you guys sitting down by the, by the babbling brook with your pants rolled up. That was so because, funny, man. Uh, I, I, I was trying to figure out, I'm like, what is that noise in the background? It was the stream of the brook. Yeah. And then when you said you had your pants, pants rolled up, and then I had this vision of you walking down the beach again looking like – Sasquatch or one of those. It was kind of like that. It was kind of like that, actually. <laughs> like, like I said, I I, I told him, I told Heath the other day, I watched the ZZ Top special, and I think he's a long lost brother. <laughs> uh, hey, we're in the entertainment business, right? We've got to always be entertaining. So, Well, you played the guitar, too, didn't you? Oh, oh yeah, he still does. Nah, I don't know if maybe, I go that far. John, maybe, maybe you can convince him to bring his guitar on the podcast and play and sing. <laughs> I think you should. Oh, <laughs> Lord. Yeah, that's with a great that voice, idea. With that, 
with that voice you got, you'd be able to kick out something, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> you have all, all those ladies out in the audience melting with that deep voice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> this hey, is bud. going downhill Yeah, it's going fast. downhill quick. So, well, hey, John. Another, another rabbit hole. Hey, it's been super, super great getting to talk with you, man. We, we wish you and your family the best. Stay safe during this time, and let's plan on hooking up in camp eventually. So, all right, brother. You guys take care. Thank you so much. Hey, you bet, bud. We'll talk to you soon. Talk to you later, man. All right. See you, John. Later. What a good dude, man. Dude, I know. I you had told me about him. You and he, he and you, you and him. He and you. He and you. <laughs> you and him. <laughs> Whatever the gra- Covington's going to be like. That's so wrong. Oh yeah, grammar. Yeah, you had told me that he had been texting you and all that stuff, and that we we need to get him on a podcast. And then at ATA this year. We bumped into him, and yeah. he's like, I'm the guy, you yeah, know? And I was yeah. like, oh, it was kind of cool to meet him. And then, Well, I talked to Jason McKee, who was at HS. They've been acquired now, but at the time was with the Hunter Specialties, and, and, and the, he hunts with John, some at his place. And he had told me at ATA, he said, dude, I want to tell you, that guy right there, he said, regardless of what business I'm in, we will always share camp together. Yeah. Because he's just that solid. Oh, you dude. could tell it. Just, oh, yeah. I mean, we hung out with him a couple times throughout, and then every time we saw him during the day oh, yeah. in the show, you know, he stopped us and talked to us. Yeah, just a great dude. Yeah, he he's right. We need more in our industry of people like him. Yeah, who, you know that's doing it for the right reasons. And I will say, raising a daughter in this industry would be tricky. Yeah, and he's, for sure, he's doing it and having a success with it. So, <laughs> golly, that would be difficult. Yeah. I, I can't a, even. A, imagine. A guy's one thing, but raising a daughter, yeah, it could be. I could see where it could be a lot of challenges. So he's doing a great job with that. Yeah. Well, man, that was fun. Yeah, we need to. Um, Get a list of people and just call them, especially during quarantine. Yeah, everybody's locked you know, down. Everybody's so. locked down, so it might be a good time to yeah, it might be. Uh, do some conversations with different people that yeah. normally would be on the road or busy or something like that. So maybe we should line a few of those out over the next couple of weeks or months or however long this is going to yeah, roll out. However long. Hey, I forgot to mention one thing. What's that? SB is in the finals. Oh, that's right. It is the Waypoint Hunt or Waypoint TV. Yeah, on they, social media. We have somehow weaseled our way into the finals with the number one well we'll be competing for the number one i guess rated fan fan based on voting show on waypoint television yeah in the hunting side they got a fishing side going on too but it got pretty heated it did the other night we yeah were what was the, it like 45 votes or I something like that it, yeah it came down to like 45 votes that separated us in small town hunting which which i don't we got lined up i don't know how they picked the brackets on this deal i don't know how they seated us or whatever because i don't obviously there wasn't no seating but we had to go against like two legendary groups like midwest whitetail with bill winky in the first round who's been around forever then we had small town hunting who has a great show and those are old primos boys they've been in the industry for that's one of the ones you can count on a hand that's been in it longer than we have probably and so I'm like, man, we got locked up. And so now we're flipping and we're going up in the finals against uh, Breaking Point. Yeah. Who are younger guys who obviously, I guess they have a pretty big following because they made it to the finals. And yeah. so it's going to be a showdown. They beat some pretty tough people too. They did, dude. Come mm-hmm. come past Heartland Bowhunter. I was shocked. Um, then who did they beat? Uh, Backwoods Life. Those guys have been in the industry as long as we have. Yeah. I, I know those guys. Uh, there's actually a funny story of them. I won't get into it today, but... Um, we have a common friend in Florida we used to fish with. Oh, really? That's how I got, that's how I got to know him. But it's been interesting. So the showdown starts um, at twelve Eastern. So it, this is this podcast is on the first of April. Yeah. So the, the showdown starts today. 
And as soon as we get done with this podcast, I'll edit it and upload it, up. it yeah. so that people can hear it. Yeah. So if you're listening to this like in December, this is not <laughs> relevant right now. But as That's of today, hilarious. we have made it to the finals. <laughs> April 1st, 2020. And I'm thinking about Cody giving a little bit of, um, how do I say this? I'm going to say it, it could be worth your time to vote for SB in this competition. I can't throw it all out there yet. Well, you did say last week on the podcast that if we win, we'll mention every name oh, <laughs> that man. voted for us and, and, on the podcast. Yeah, so we're going to have to like, because there was a lot of votes. Holy well, smokes. It's going to be like a 30-minute so, session. So if, if SB wins, the next podcast is all, all it's going to be is people's names. <laughs> well, what if, do we still need to follow up? Did you I, said did it. I say we would or we might i don't remember but <laughs> well that's because the first round there was only like a few hundred votes this last round got a little bit ridiculous like Holy people come out of the woodworks that'd be the worst the worst recorded podcast you know ever. the funniest thing i've watched in this competition is watching the fan bases go at each other i know <laughs> so let's it's, talk about what happened serious. yesterday though so okay. Breaking Point wanted to like oh, stir yeah. the pot a little bit, and they did. And they they put out a post that said it was it was really funny. Oh, I liked. I'm it. not gonna lie, I, I, liked I, I liked it too. They said this is what's gonna happen to Strut and Buck in the showdown tomorrow, and they posted a turkey getting his head. I'm just, surprised Facebook didn't remove that. I know they showed a slow mo shot of a turkey getting its head blowed off. I mean, you could see and it was an awesome. You shot. could see the the BBs, the pellets coming out, everything. Yeah, like it was incredible. It was great. Except for what made it even greater is when Cleed sent us a text last night. <laughs> he said that was cute. Yeah, shooting the turkey's head off with, with a with a shotgun. <laughs> so he sends us the clip. It's on our social media of basically Cleed ear holing a turkey with a with a bow. <laughs> is impressive. Smoked it right in the head. I probably uh, watched it a hundred times. Oh, it's incredible. Uh-huh. Hey, you need to check that out. So it's been fun. Yeah. We'll. we'll uh, then the fans are like stirring it up. Oh yeah, like, going at each other, getting on each other's pages and. <laughs> It's kind of fun to watch. I like it. It's good entertainment. It's been March Madness, and That's we're going right. to close out. The national championship starts today. Yes, right in like three minutes yeah, at this time a, of recording. Yeah, minutes. So yeah. if you have a chance and you happen to listen to this podcast today, go on at Waypoint Hunt on Instagram. Vote for Strut and Buck. Do it two times. You you like uh, Waypoint's comment with yeah. Strut and Buck in it, and then if you at Strut and Buck in the comments, yeah, then you, you get, get two votes. Two votes. Yeah, that's how yeah. it works. So we'd appreciate that. It's going to be a battle for the ages, <laughs> and I don't like losing, Cody. No, I really no, te- don't. Heath is texting at like ten thirty at night. Hey boys, we need to round up the troops. Yeah, or like, call your friends. Yeah, like I didn't even ask to be in this competition, <laughs> but now that we've been thrown in it, we got to represent. He's getting serious. Oh, I hate losing. I've only this. This is only the second national competition I've ever been in. Oh, yeah? And I won the last one. This was like 12 years ago in a muddy commercial competition. Oh, that's right. You Remember that? that? That's yeah. the only one I've ever been in. I actually got in that one on purpose. I didn't get in this one on purpose. I've only or been we in didn't. one, too. And, so, and you won it, too. Sure enough. Sure did. Went to Disneyland. I stayed in Cinderella's Castle. Did you do the whole, like, the athletes do? We're going to Disneyland. Um, I don't I don't remember <laughs> doing remember that. remember how the athletes used to do that? I do. We're going to Disneyland. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, that was pretty incredible, but that so was. maybe we win this one. So, see, we like winning. Yeah. It's going to be a stout competition, I will say that. Oh, I agree. Yeah, we it's, could get blown out, or we could blow them out. You don't know. Yeah. It just depends on how many quarantine people get in the game. <laughs> <laughs> if they're sitting there not doing anything, go vote. It's entertaining. Yeah. You can watch the trash talk and going back. It's all in good fun. But yeah. But two great shows going at it. It should be fun to see. Yeah, it I like out. it. So, anyway. 
that's fun we gotta get off here we got work to do yeah and, it's good um, it's good to get to do the podcast during during this time you know just give oh, people yeah. some content to listen to and um i know that we got a lot of people <laughs> not driving down the road but sitting in their living rooms listening yeah. to the podcast and yeah. so i think it's good if we just remind everybody that we appreciate you liking and subscribing and yeah for sure sharing it with your friends yep and if you got uh people you think you'd like to hear on the podcast send us that because we're looking for people right now absolutely be, so. i mean it's just a great opportunity for us to touch base with other people because yeah. they're not out and about yeah you know? see how things are going in the other parts of the country and and uh we're back here in little old arkansas yeah so ain't a whole lot going on right now around here no. but uh, i say that it hadn't really changed that much for us with the exception of travel yeah that's what i was telling somebody the other day you know like it's not any different we're at home anyway yeah that's what we do so yeah for the most part and so yeah but well cool let's wrap this up thank you guys for joining us today on the tour 12 podcast for sure be safe out there and uh protect your you and your family use plenty of uh what, what, uh, Clorox wipes. Clorox, Lysol, <laughs> whatever you got. And find something, spray down the germs, man. And uh, until next time, peace out and God bless.